You're listening to BNI, the Australian Story podcast, brought to you by BNI Australia, Australia's largest business referral organisation. For more information how your business can benefit from BNI and to find your local chapter, go to our website at bni.com.au. Now, here are your hosts, Veronica Lizamato and Brent Edwards. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 37 of BNI, the Australian Story. BNI is Australia's most powerful and collaborative business organization built on relationships, which are an essential part of any credible marketing strategy. BNI Australia is, pre- is, is the premier business networking organization with a service designed to offer its members the opportunity to create business relationships, share ideas, contacts, and most importantly, business referrals. And today, of course, I'm here with our co-host and executive director of Melbourne South and Victoria, Mr. Brent Edwards. Hi, Brent. Hi, V. How are you? Look, I'm okay. I've got the beautiful sun here just for our listeners. I'm on the Mornington Peninsula um, in Victoria and the sun is shining. And I think any day that you feel some warmth in the sun, doesn't matter what's going on in the outside world, the world feels okay. Absolutely. And we've been pretty busy because Victoria has been hosting the national training for the member success program over the last few weeks and it's uh for our listeners who uh who have uh, may not have heard of this uh all our training is is done nationally on zoom now and uh it, it backs up the bni university training so the whole scheme is here that you do bni member success program on bni university and then you can do an online workshop with people from all over australia with uh with trainers from all over australia hosting it each week on a weekly basis and uh, I've hosted the last two weeks because it's Victoria's turn to host it so we're going around the states and and the state teams are actually hosting that so we've been pretty busy uh, with that meeting a lot of members the last few days so uh, that has been fantastic as well. I just think the um, ability to connect and access the amount of businesses and experience within BNI through your membership is really uh, underestimated when people come into BNI. They don't realise the reach um, that they can actually have being part of the BNI network that is go- is global. So obviously having you as a trainer for someone maybe in another state, it's not only different, but it's a lot of information experience that you can bring that maybe someone at that end doesn't have and they would add something totally different. Yeah, and yesterday we, uh, we had Helen Searle from uh, Melbourne West training with me and she's got some fantastic stories and uh you know people were just blown away by by some of the info she was giving out yesterday in our training session so you get people different people's point points of views when we used to do this in a regional aspect you only sort of got one side of the story well whereas now you can tune in from anywhere in australia and get some great information from people who have been there done that and are quite experienced in what we do all our executive director team who take the training and our training team are very experienced in BNI. Have some great uh, tips and hints to actually make BNI a success for you and your business. So, two things that uh, members may not be aware of is that the BNI University has been rebranded to BNI Business Builders. Yes, yeah, that's right. So, um, and there's a section in there. If you haven't looked at it in recent times, there's a section in there where you can actually. Um, uh, you can thank people on a wall. You can pass referrals through there. BNI University is still as part of it, and that's a training portion of it, and Business Builders another portion. So, yeah, check it out. There's a lot of new features on there. 
And also for anyone who, uh, who's in a uh, chapter and you've got new members joining, which is just amazing. We've had so many new members come on during the, the COVID time. Get them onto the BNI, uh, the Australian Story podcast, because not only are there great tips from you, Brent, every week, but they get to start uh, accumulating those learning points. So for every hour of BNI learning, they can log a CEU point, and it's the easiest way to start, you know, accumulating your power of one and ticking those boxes every single week to becoming a member in the green, which is a great segue to our guest today. So would you like to introduce him? Yeah, um, out there branding. And Roy is a member of BNI Ignite in Sydney CBD, which is under in Bob Greenup's region up there. And uh, he's been with BNI for five years. And um, just as a just before we hear from Roy and Roy introduces himself, um, Roy's chapter must really love him because I hear he has been top of the traffic lights for the last eighteen months in his chapter. So he's a real Giver. So we're going to hear from Roy today. He's got some fantastic stories. So uh, welcome, Roy. And uh, can I ask you how you found out about BNI originally? When and where? Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Brent and Veronica. Um, absolute pleasure to be here. Um, so um, I emigrated from South Africa about twelve years ago, and um, I heard about BNI from uh, a friend of mine. But the purpose of um, of learning more about what BNI was about was I was in a new business environment. Um, I was in a new country and it, it gave me um, an insight into building a new business community away from what I was used to. Okay, and who was that friend? Can we give him a bit of a shout out? Were they a BNI member? Uh, the guy's name is Craig Foreman and he was a, he's actually a member of, I think, uh, Edge Business. All right, fantastic. And uh, how's uh, being being uh, BNI Ignite going? Is is that the original chapter you joined? And uh, and what does their membership look like at the moment? Yes. So um, when I when I you know joined, what I did was I visited quite a number of chapters, and then I I kind of you know try to find out where I felt the main you know the main warmth, and where I felt like you know I was going to fit like a glove. Um, me fitting like a glove may not be in the chapter fitting like a glove for me, but <laughs> on my side. Um, and uh, so uh, I, that's what I joined. As I joined BNR after I'd been visiting a number of chapters, um, we are, I think we are 32 members at the moment. We are pretty close to the top of, of Bob's region. So we have a very good chapter um, and, you know, we work on relationships. So, um it's been a very good experience. Awesome. So, um, you know, we, we find a lot of people will visit more than one chapter and just try and find what there is the right fit and who's the most welcoming. And and, and a real tip for members and, and visitor hosts out there, you know, this is what people who are visiting who can be possibly great contributors down the track are actually looking at and judging you on whether you make them feel welcome whether it's a good fit, whether you're a welcoming chapter, whether you seem like you're uh, active and, and doing the activity and and in the game as such. So um, from seeing your first meeting, Roy, what was the one thing that sort of besides making you feel welcome, you thought, well, you know, this is really for me? I felt the warmth between the members. I, okay. I, you know, I, I found that 
I didn't see any clicks. I didn't see sort of um, bunches of people that that excluded others. So I think that's what really uh, you know resonated with me was that uh, there was a lot of warmth between the members and and the, they embraced the visitors. Yeah, for sure. And we can find those sort of clicks in chapters can really put people off. If, you know, they have their little, you know, they might have, a, and really it's only real chapters where the culture's sort of suffering a little bit, where a few people have their little in-jokes and a few people hang together and and the like. And have you found that, V, over time? Yeah, and just something that Roy just said then, I think it's really important too that as, uh, and, and, you know, I'm a passionate visitor host, but you don't want to get complacent with just because you're great at meeting and greeting the visitors that they're going to join. Some visitors like to see a very organised, structured well-prepared chapter. They also like to see the business that's passing in the room. So you'll notice the chapters that sometimes they get a lot of members and they get great conversion, they're not actually doing great numbers because they might be really social, but they're not actually working the system as best they could. So as a chapter, we need to make visitors welcome, but we also need to make sure that the members in the room are doing their bit to make sure that the chapter's rising in the traffic lights and everyone's enjoying a part of that success. Absolutely, Veronica, if I can say that, you know, this accountability is so important. So um, I'm very, very grateful that I belong to a chapter where the accountability, you know, is as important as the, you know, the warm feeling of, you know, that visitors get and the members have amongst themselves. Yeah, one of the things we've always said about B&I, one of the great things about B&I is that the members become friends. One of the worst things about B&I can be that the members become friends because they might, let the accountability slip between each other. So, uh, you know, building relationships, being friends, but still keeping accountable and uh, keeping an eye, one eye on the prize uh, is really important here. But um, you've got a great story to share with us today, Roy, how you were uh, made a, pre- a preferential supplier to all the Catholic um, schools in Sydney and you've been able to actually filter that business down and and be their go-to person. So can you tell us how that came about? Yes, so um, there are two aspects to it. Um, I'm going to start off with with the first aspect is that um, from the time that I joined BNI right at the beginning, I've made it my business to visit other chapters and to build relationships with people outside of my chapter as well as in my chapter, which means that my area of referability to them is much wider um, so um, I was contacted by um, the procurement officer at uh, Sydney Catholic Schools um, just as COVID hit and he, he was looking for some hand sanitizer and he explained to me that he'd been let down and, and what could I do? And, and I just, I was absolutely honest with him. I said, this is my situation. I have some hand sanitizer and that's coming into the country. This is when it's coming in. I cannot guarantee that it'll be on this day or that day. I was totally honest with him right from the beginning. And he, he got me to jump through a whole lot of hoops, which is normal. Um, and all the way ac- across this, these hoops, I, I, I just gave him honesty. I said, I'm not giving you any firm. If you, if you don't want to accept that um, these things are out of my control with the amount of flights that they are on, the ships that are on, if there's any part of this that you're not comfortable with, then please let's not let's not even go down this path. Um, and um, I asked him to pay up front for about uh, 
about $15,000 worth of hand sanitizer, which he was not very comfortable with, but he agreed to pay 50% and then literally as the stuff was coming. So um, I did deliver on what I said I would within the confines of, um, without, you know, firm delivery date because of, of the travel, but I delivered it and I, 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 you know, I got it over the line and about a week later he asked me about something else and I helped him with that and then I helped him with something else. And I developed this friendship and this relationship with him. Um, and that was, as I say, during the course of COVID. This developed to a point where every time, and I'm talking about in the last three to four months, every time he looked for something strange, he used to call me and say, do you know anybody? And yes, I do know somebody. And that was my easy referral to my BNI network. I got a message from him um, about a month ago. And it said, um, do you know a mechanic? And he looked. For, he was looking for somebody to help in a remote area of Sydney. He said, you don't by any chance know somebody in, you know, that can help? He said, because you know everybody. And that was the key moment for me, that in his mind, I had a solution for any of his problems. And that was because of my BNR network. So, um, correct. And so what took place was I have managed to refer probably, I don't even know, maybe 10, 12 different BNR members. I've given them a warm introduction. The door's flown open for them. All they have to do is go and deliver. I can't deliver on the BNR member's part, but I can I can ensure that the that the introduction is warm enough for them to be able to get in the front door and, and do what they have to do. Um, just this morning, um, we had a, um, a table of, of 10 at one a restaurant in our, for our chapter, and I was sitting next to one of our newest members, and I referred him into the you know into this, this procurement officer. So there's 175 schools. We're not talking about one school here. Wow. And he right. said to me this morning, he said to me, do you know that you have given me what I can term my dream referral? There's only referrals that you dream about. You introduced me. What a great story. That's uh, that's absolutely fantastic. And did you do anything to um, to mention your team in your original dealings that you were well-connected? How did you sort of plant the seed where that person came back to you and said, well, who do you know who can help? Uh, I use these two things over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we're on. We're on, This is an audio podcast, so he, um, Roy is pointing at his ears. <laughs> I use my two ears, and I'm, I'm always listening as to what people are talking about and where they may need services. So, the first few times that I, I was, I mean, I was giving him masks, and I was giving him hand sanitizer, and I was giving him dis disinfectant wipes which is out of my area of business. I'm a promotional product person, not a supplier of PPE products. But, you know, that's what we do. So um, he then kept asking me about different things. And slowly he started to re he realized that I do know a lot of people. I mean, bear in mind that I've only been in Australia for 12 years. He's been here his whole life. And he said, he said to me, he said, you know, if I need anything outside of, the people that I know, I know I can come to you. And he said, the four or five people that, that you've sent me are all 
um, really, really, really quality people. And that's because the relationships that I've built up in BNR are all trusted. Um, I introduced him to a photographer that got a $25,000 job out of the Sydney Catholic School. Incredible. Wow. And, and wouldn't you be the member that, um, you know, if a new member comes into the room and they're trying to plan their one-to-ones, everyone would be saying, make your first one-to-one with Roy. <laughs> he is the key to a whole um, bunch of uh, possible dream referrals. I, I like to believe that. <laughs> so, and... And and that's a great position to be in with with a supplier like that. And and, and as a BNI member, having a point where uh, you have customers actually come to you and say, "Hey, you're well connected. You're a great, you know, you're a great supplier of of quality people to solve my problems and solve my solutions." So instead of actually doing the search myself online. Or, uh, you know, we used to say through the yellow pages, but no one uses that anymore. But, uh, you know, you can actually come and first stop is, uh, I need this person. I'm going to call Roy because Roy might know someone who can help me because he hasn't let me down before. And what that makes you is a valuable resource to the customer because not only are you supplying quality goods and what they need, you become a problem solver for them because when they need someone, it's a problem they need to be solved. And you're providing the solution to that problem, which makes you more valuable as a supplier to that person. They're more likely to keep on dealing with you. So that's a bit of a hidden element that sort of comes from that too. Plus, on the other side, because you're supplying so many referrals to your BNI team, you become a valuable member and foremost in their minds and they feel that they need to actually, uh, on the giver's gain side of things, reciprocate and give referrals back to you. And so really great spot to be in in a BNI chapter and a real sort of sweet spot if you can do that. Well, I think the other thing that, you know, we don't sort of, you know, take into account is that these referral partners have to be reliable. So I have to build up a relationship with them enough to put my credibility and my reputation on the line by introducing them. I'm not oh, sure. Oh, for sure. You don't want to just um, destroy that relationship you've built up by putting someone who's not reliable in front of them or who's not going to do the right thing by them. So, yeah, trust has to be obviously in first. V, you were going to mention? I'm not sure if it was you, Brent, that actually said it, but I really love the saying that every time I refer someone, I give away a little bit of my integrity. And it You're just, risking your reputation. A little, yeah. Yeah, a little bit of my reputation because you are really putting yourself behind the person that you're referring. And I think it's great for people who are listening now to remember that just getting back to someone, even if they're not your ideal referral, get back to that person and just say, look, thanks so much. But because I've been, you know, highly recommended by Roy, I'd really like to help you out where I can. How about I point you in the direction of someone who can really help you? Don't say that's not really one that I, I need, so don't get back to the client because that reflects on the person that's referred you to them. And that, uh, you know, a good job by you means a lot more referrals to a lot of people in the room in the future. Yeah, for sure. And I just want to wind it back a little bit to the start of this, Roy, too, because when uh, we come into COVID times, um, your your business actually pivoted a little bit uh, and you got this original deal with this particular person because you were willing to actually uh, pivot and look at new ways to actually keep the wheels turning in your business where obviously their previous supplier has just 
maybe throw their hands up in the air, oh, the sky's falling, uh, this is not working, for, and let down their clients. And it's given you a great opportunity. We've been saying that all along, that people who kept the wheels rolling and thought about new ways to do business really coming out the other end of this a lot better than the people who have just thrown their hands in the air and said, oh, let's get JobKeeper or, uh, oh, yeah, the sky's falling, let's just close up. And, um, you know, I really love how, you know, we've got really smart businesses within B&I who have actually, you know, continued on and our meetings have continued on and they've actually pivoted their business and found new opportunities out there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I would say that... Um that I was very fortunate um, that when I, I mean, my strong point in my business is I'm a relationship builder. So I, I, that's what I do. I, I don't try and sell. I try and build relationships because if you've got good relationships, the sales come. So it's not, you're not, you're not trying to make a sale. So when I met with him originally, um, he was in desperate trouble. And I found out afterwards, well, not too long afterwards, but I found out afterwards that he had this very, very good preferred supplier that was his top supplier who, who turned his back uh, on the Sydney Catholic schools during COVID. And he could never get hold of him and he, he couldn't get answers out of him. Um, he, he gave him runarounds as to what was available. And then the prices went sky high. Um, so I managed to catch him at that vulnerable time when he'd been let down by his existing supplier and by me solving those pain points and, and being honest with him. And I mean, I risked losing that business through my honesty. Uh, he could have turned around to me and said, well, I can't accept that. And there were times in that original, when we were started out, when he said, you've got to give me a guarantee. And I said, well, then I'd rather not do the sale. I cannot guarantee something um, during COVID where I'm in the hands of the shipping and I can't tell you that I'm going to get, you know, I've been importing a lot of products for a long time and my, my source of reliability is great until COVID. So um, I risk losing all of the business by being honest with him and thereby turned um, his preferred supplier into a non-supplier and I took over that mantle. Yeah, I really love it. And um, this is something that you've taken on in your chapter too. Uh, instead of looking for sales, you know, building relationships with members and, um, you know, in the end, you know, those relationships turn into what you actually, you know, what you actually require in the first place without actually building a relationship to actually gain sales. Yeah. I think what you've just said now is, is so important, you know, for, for BNR members you know, to, to always remember, it's, and I, I remind myself about it all the time, and that is, you know, is that build the relationships and the trust and the rest follows from there rather than what am I going to get? So I, yeah. see, my, I see myself as a person, not necessarily a BNR member, obviously as a BNR member as well, but personally in my, in my personal life and my business life, I've always been a giver. I'm, I'm never thinking, what can I get out of this? So when I joined BNI, I had no expectation. I said to myself, I, I'm not expecting business to come from BNI. I'm going to build relationships. I'm going to give my time and help people. 
and the rest is history. The, you know, the work has flown in, and that's, you know, it's, it's not something that I set out to say, I need to do so much business in BNI. Yeah, there's an age-old story in one of Ivan's original books about an insurance agent who always had the same table booked at a restaurant in New York um, for lunch, and every day he invited different people along uh, to meet each other and connect, you know, for that for that lunch table. And uh, he was a really big insurance business, but he never sold one policy because uh, someone said, oh, you're insurance, aren't you? He said, oh, yeah, I'll get my assistant to follow you up. He never did it. He was just all about building relationships and he was just so successful from just getting people together making those introductions. He never sold one insurance policy, but he was very rich from selling insurance because he built that reputation and people felt they had to reciprocate. Yeah. It actually, it, it almost, yeah, I almost feel like I want to cry when I hear you saying that, Roy, because it reminds me of how important the relationships in BNI have been to me and to a lot of members that I know. Uh, you know, my, my industry um, in the entertainment and event industry has been, it's on its knees at the moment. So not personally for my own business, but those relationships allowed me to have someone to check in with, know someone was checking in with me, turning up at once, at least once a week for a meeting to know that I was welcomed somewhere, that someone cared enough about my business, that they all turned up to hear about my business every week, that they were all looking for referrals for me, that I get a phone call just saying, how are you going? You know, what, what do you need? Yeah, sometimes just getting a cupcake delivered to the doorstep, just things like that. It's not the membership that you worry about in times like this. It's those relationships that you've created. And so many referrals have come to me, you know, before COVID and now because people thought highly enough of me that they trusted me to put me in contact with their trusted uh, relatives, friends and um, and colleagues. So, uh, you know, the relationships in BNI is the pinnacle of what this system is made up of. Yeah, absolutely agree with you. And and um, I can just sort of um, take one step back. And if I if I you know if I look at at my situation in BNI, um, and I and I'm sort of uh, you know looking at it in perspective, the thing that I'm probably the most proudest of is the amount of BNI members in other chapters that do business with me that have got promotional people in their chapter and they choose to do business with me. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. That's a that's a clincher there as well. And so um, it's been great to have you on today, Roy, and uh, I love some of your stories and uh, you must be, uh, you, you, your chapter members must really love you there at b and Ignite. Um, every week we ask uh, our guests of what would the, what would be their one tip for success that they can pass on to other members and the recommendation that they focus on. So what would you like to share today? Or is it something you've already covered that you'd like to reiterate on? Yeah, I'm quite happy to reiterate. I think if there's one, if there's one piece of advice that I can pass on that has been a it's been, you know, a, a testament to, you know, to how my BNI experience has turned out, and that is to build lasting trusted relationships when you join. Don't think about anything else except building those relationships. I really love that. Um, thank you, Roy. Uh, where can people find your business? Uh, do you have a web link, uh, website link you'd like to share? 
I do. Um, I have my, my, my businesses out there, branding.com.au. Um, and I have another um, uh, a website, which is um, a call to action, and it is bettercallroy.com.au. <laughs> you better call Saul. Well, there you go. So, so what it is 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 out there branding.com.au, and um, my call my, my call to action bettercallroy.com.au. I love you're it. not like the uh, you don't like the the dodgy um, promotional <laughs> products provider of Breaking Bad or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> So um, bettercallroy.com.au, I really love it. Thank you for joining us today, Roy. It's been fantastic. Uh, we've loved your stories. And uh, V, um, another great guest. Thanks for Bob Greenup for uh, for recommending Roy. And uh, I'd just actually just like to share with everybody that, um, and you, you would have heard the conversation we were having with Roy earlier on, but I think it's really important. He pivoted his business by going through products that he already had and looking at the ones that people would need the most that he's, you know, that he could really highlight during this time. And he's done more business than ever because he's been able to go through his, his existing inventory and look for products that he could sell during this time. So, yes, it is a pivot, but it's also just being very smart by looking, not reinventing the wheel, but just looking at maybe products and services you already have that would be of more value now than ever before. So um, definitely, I think that might be the uh, title for the podcast too, Brent. Better call Roy. That's fantastic. I had something else written down, but yeah, <laughs> we'll, probably, we'll probably change that now. <laughs> I didn't realise how much um, you loved movies until we started doing these podcasts. You you know, oh, I tell you, you watch too much TV. I don't know how you do it. But anyway, so my question for you this week is uh, new members that are coming in and they want uh, some really great advice from the executive director about how to become a really good member. What would you say to them? Uh, call up your executive director and book a one-to-one. They'd be happy to do it with you. Oh, so uh, you're simple as that. Yeah, no, simple as that. We're not uh, executive directors. We love speaking to members and a lot of us love doing a one-to-one with, with our members. So uh, feel free to, you know, we're, we're busy. We have a lot of meetings. So it, it can't be a spontaneous thing usually um, because usually we've got our calendars filled up. But um, you, we can usually fit you in. And, for example, I'm having a one-to-one with a member this afternoon. So would you like to give everybody your phone number? <laughs> Look no. me up on the uh, look me up on the uh, everyone can find me if they need me. Better look me call, up on the uh, on the Facebook page. Better call Brent as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your tip for the week? Well, um, the tip for the weeks is um, I'd like to call what's what's next. And um, you know the case be when you when you find a when you recognise a referral for one of the one of the members of your team, and you think. Oh, that's a great referral for some someone in my B and I group, but then you start to think, oh, how am I going to introduce this person, or what I what do I say, or what do I actually need to do here? And um, that's what I'm going to talk about today. So it's really important for you as a member to train your team not only to find you those referrals you need, but how to introduce you and what to say next, and how you'd like to be introduced. Uh, to the actual client and whether that would you would you like a meeting organized would you like an email would you like a phone call um would you what would you like them to say about you as well 
How would you like them to introduce you? And these are all things you, you need to train your teams during your weekly presentation, your feature presentation, and especially the best time to do it during one-to-ones. So think about it. You know, someone's found your referral. What next? Okay, have I trained my teams how to introduce me, how I want to be introduced to a potential client? That's uh, fantastic advice. I know I've spoken to a few members of late who have said, oh, I haven't received a referral in a while. And my first thought was maybe you need some more one-to-ones and maybe some, some re-education because you change, you evolve, and sometimes who you're looking for evolves. Yeah, and, you know, especially if you're in, a, in an industry that might be a little bit harder to refer, you've got to do a lot more work. Uh, you got to do a lot more work with your team, training your team, getting to know them. And as Roy, um, you know, said before, uh, looking out for them too, um, you know, working to give us game philosophy, building those relationships. And once you build those relationships, people become more for, for, more familiar with you, you're foremost in their mind. And when they do recommend you, they can recommend you with a lot more, uh, with a lot more um, confidence uh, with, their, with their particular suppliers, which will enforce your relationship as well. Well, another episode, number 37, with some fantastic value to existing members of BNI or anyone that you think may be interested in joining our incredible network. Um, thank you, Steve, our producer, for ensuring everything's running smoothly. We're not back in the studio yet, but we haven't missed a beat. So thank you very much for that. And it, uh, so Steve's just crossing his fingers on the screen there. So you just never, ever know. Maybe we'll be able to get back into the studio soon. Great to um, spend some time with you again, Brent, and uh, share your advice and tips with everyone that's listening. We'll see you next and week. And thank, thank you to our guest, Roy, as well. Thank you.